Greetings in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Sean, and you're listening to The Intersection, not your normal fluffy Christian show. Welcome to the Banana Republic we call the United States of America. I say, Pastor Sean, how can you say that greatest nation on earth? It is. It is by far the greatest nation on earth, and I have no problem being America-centric. But with the gang we got leading things right now, it looks more like a Banana Republic. A Banana Republic. Also, remember to listen to my friend Ed Bondarenka on Saturdays at 2 for Your American Heritage. He's not your normal fluffy insurrectionist. I always got to give a little shout out. He shouts me out as well. We support each other here at WHAM and are thankful for every opportunity. And to Theron and the gang here for uh, offering this platform for us to just, oh, really just vent all of our political, emotional, spiritual, and mental frustrations. Anyway, um, we are in a banana republic. What are the signs of a banana republic? Well, a two-tier justice system in which the government uses government entities to punish its political enemies. Well, how's that? You know, this started back with Obama when he used the IRS to go after conservative nonprofits. Oh, yeah. This goes all the way back to Obama when he began to use the the uh, government agencies, which are, by the way, are supposed to be nonpartisan and non-biased, began to use the public, the government agencies to go after enemies and silence enemies. And it's gotten much worse. I didn't, anybody watch Joe on Jimmy Kimmel last night? I did not. Um, I would rather have watched ducks walk on a railroad track. At, I mean, seriously, it would have been... They're trying to prop this guy up as best as they can. But um, he promised that those, you know, they're, they're trying to make a big shadow out of January 6th now. Um, it was an insurrection, they say. It was a, 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 a an attempted coup, an attempted overthrow of the government, even though most people who were there simply walked around, walked inside when the police let him in. And uh, most of the people who were charged were charged with parading a parade parading themselves around the capitol building but uh joe biden promised to make sure he got to the perpetrators in the bottom of those and those behind the january 6th insurrection well he didn't he he didn't lie he didn't lie you know we have a we have a two-tier justice system is the fact that someone like hunter biden drug addict dope addict son of the president uh, money launderer, philanderer, abuser, drug addict, and felon because he, well, yeah, I guess you have to be convicted to be felon. He applied for a gun permit and he lied on it and said that he was not in any way, shape, or form addicted to drugs, which <coughs> lying on a federal background check is a felony punishable to go to jail. And in fact, his ex and his other ex his brother's ex threw the gun in a trash can and the fbi helped go retrieve it so that old hunty wouldn't get in any trouble that's what you call a two-tier justice system while general flynn life was ruined and destroyed because they said he might have lied to the fbi when you see the whole Russia collusion hoax and the workings behind that, you can see how our federal agencies, the FBI, the CIA, and others, were weaponized. I mean, how how were they colluding and helping Hillary Clinton, who lost an election, and yet she was still in control? She was still laying the sabotage work for Donald Trump? 
And Barack Obama's behind all of this, too. Sabotaging an incoming president using using federal agencies, and we're not in a banana republic. How are we in a two-tier justice? Well, how about this? How is Mr. Sussman walking free because his jurors in Washington, D.C., all Hillary Clinton campaign donators, said that lying to an FBI, even if he did, wasn't that big of a deal. And yet Michael Flynn's life was destroyed when the FBI admitted they thought he was being truthful. That's what you call a two-tiered justice system how about uh oh how about when uh old uh, eric holder eric holder decided to snub congress during the uh during the uh fast and furious hearings that when he was subpoenaed to come and present documentation he refused and he snubbed congress and you know what happened nothing but any of those who are refusing to do these january 6th Zappinas, including and why do I forget his name, Mister uh, Mister Trump's one of his uh, one of his guys there who had nothing even to do with January wasn't even there on January sixth. He said, "Look, I'm not coming. I got I got uh, I have uh, executive privilege." And they arrest him at an airport, tackle him to the ground, and put him in leg irons so that we can please big old Liz Cheney. By the way, Liz Cheney, <laughs> Adam Kinzinger, <laughs> you know what's sad about this? And it was the same with John McCain. They simply don't mind selling their party out. They don't mind selling out principles, and they don't mind helping their political enemies because of a personal axe grind against Donald Trump. You know, Liz Cheney hates Donald Trump because he called her father out for what he was. Called President Bush and her father out for what they were. For what they were and she has a political axe to grind. John McCain refused to repeal Obamacare because he had a political axe to grind with Donald Trump, a personal axe to grind. And Adam Kinzinger, same thing. By the way, this January 6th thing's about to start tonight. And they're going to roll out the show ponies and they're going to show you videos. They're going to try to scare the American people back into loving Joe Biden because they're going to show you how Donald Trump and his supporters are a bunch of planned terrorist insurrectionists, while yet real terrorists. And real insurrectionist, oh, like the man who flew from California to kill Brett Kavanaugh? And he was spurred on by the linguistics of Chuck Schumer, who called Kavanaugh and Gorsuch out by name, so they would reap the whirlwind. And they wonder how these inspire, and they're worried about Donald Trump's speech, how it might inspire white supremacy, which he condemned fully. This is what happens when you live in a banana republic. See, the problem is in Washington is that even when Republicans win the House and Senate and even the presidency, the rest of the bureaucracy is Democrat. That's why Washington always goes, mm, D.C., always goes 99% Democrat during elections. Because that's all, because Republicans generally like to hold real jobs. Mm -hmm. They like to really work and be industrious and hold real jobs and provide for their family and start businesses. And they have other things to do than live off the taxpayer and the government. And the sad thing about it is the very taxpayers who produce the most amount of revenue, the independent working middle class, the people who start businesses, small businesses, that's the people they extort them of their money and then attack them for who they are. They deem him as white supremacist, even even folks of color. They deem you as a white supremacist, a terrorist, a right-wing fanatic. It doesn't matter what color or gender or whatever you are. It doesn't matter 
because if you're on the right, you're destroyed. If you're on the left, you get a pass. In fact, I believe in 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 this day's in this day's uh, political climate, you could probably mow down a an entire room of people with a machine gun. And if you were a Democrat, you'd probably walk and get off. And if you jaywalk as a Republican, you would probably be uh, tried with treason or insurrection and put into jail. We see because many of the January 6th protesters, and maybe some of them were even rioters, which I agree there needs to be punishment for, have been sitting in jail for 18 months, charged with nothing, which makes them political prisoners right here in the U.S. of A. Are you scared yet? You should be. And now they're trying to this January 6th thing to push everyone, to to scare everyone away from the right-wing Republican insurrectionist, white supremacist, even those people of color who are in support, um, trying to scare them back into Joe Biden's camp by this January 6th thing. You know how interested people are in the January 6th thing? Like zero. First of all, it lasted like three hours and everyone walked away peacefully except for the few people that decided to get out of hand and (coughs) rightfully so be punished. But no, they're going to turn this into a giant insurrection. It's funny that there's two supposed Republicans on the January 6th committee, like I said, Adam Kinzinger and and Kevin McCarthy were finally pulled the plug because they weren't allowing them to have any real dialogue, any real research on January 6th. But, you know, before we get into this January 6th thing, there's five questions that must be answered before the January 16th committee begins its, theolo- its theatrical production of scaring everyone. By the way, it's not going to work. The people in San Francisco, the lefties in San Francisco, just threw out their district attorney because of his wokeness and it's destroying San Francisco. They can't stand the crime anymore. They're done. Elon Musk, who's never voted for a Republican in his life, has announced he's voting Republican. I think you're going to see Republican sweeps in some places that you never, ever anticipated. In some really, really left-leaning, maybe totally left-wing confines, you're going to see some swings because people are done. Because guess what? You can play all the January 6th you want, but when you're pumping $6 gasoline, people don't care. They don't. People don't care about helping Ukraine fight off Russia and sending them more money than we, we give to our own Border Patrol in a year. When the country's in this kind of chaos, they do not. When they can't get food, when there's shortages of everything, when the price of everything's going up. I'm a business owner. Let me tell you what. I had a great last seven, six, seven years. I mean, fantastic Fantastic business years, and this last year has been a real challenge because of price hikes. My materials have gone through the roof, and I was already signed into contracts, so I couldn't renegotiate them, so I ate it. And if you want to say, oh, it doesn't matter who's in the, what, what parties, and they don't really have control over it. nonsense. All of this is due to Joe Biden's policies, and it's also due to consumer confidence. You know, the day Trump took office, before he had changed the policy things started to go gangbusters because people had confidence and now all the people who said we want to get rid of him because we don't like his personality and he's rude and he's crude and we hate him and the media made him out to be this monster white supremacist which by the way he got a larger minority vote of any republican president in modern history because people see through this after all of that the january 6th committee is not going to scare people with right-wing insurrectionist white supremacist nazis they're 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 not going to scare people are tired of the woke 
That's why they're starting to wake up. That's why Netflix told the people who were screaming and yelling and crying like babies with the pink hair on the floor to pound it and go take a hike. They were going to do what was best for their bottom line. And you're starting to see this with more and more. How do we know else? Do we know we have a two-tier justice system? Well, five, five national baseball players decided not to wear the uh, the official gear, the official wear and support of the uh, Pride Month. And, of course, they caught he- heat as being bigots. And Because here's the deal. People on the left don't allow neutrality. You can be on the right and say, hey, cool, Pride Month, gay folks, this is America. You can do what you want. I may not agree with your lifestyle. I have biblical convictions, but this is America. You can do what you want. You can celebrate. No one should harm you. No one should persecute you. You, you, you were. This is fine. Do what you got to do. And you know what they say? No, unless you're an advocate, unless you advocate, then you're a bigot. Unless you're waving that flag. You're waving that rainbow flag and you're stomping the ground. Unless you are in total support of and speaking out for, then you are a bigot if you're not an advocate. Can't be neutral. But if you were to flip that around and say, hey, Easter Sunday, everybody playing sports needs to wear a cross so we can identify with Christianity. They would scream and holler and yell, keep your religion off me. You, you. You fanatics, you know what they'd say? I don't believe in Christianity or its principles, so why would I? And we'd say, exactly, exactly. And then we would start to yell bigot. We wouldn't actually because it wouldn't be allowed because Christians are in the same category, in the same category that the left always attacks. So the House Committee will launch their January 6th dramatic summer hearings tonight. And that is true tonight in a show trial produced by former ABC News executive as desperate Democrats aim to shift the narrative ahead of the midterms. Nothing's going to save them. Even the Roe versus Wade thing. Well, that's another. I know I'm all over the map today, folks, but I am wound up. I know that's another two-tier justice system. Oh, we are lauding those who are who have listed Chuck Schumer, who who basically threatened Supreme Court justices. And then the people who are actually breaking the law by going in. And uh, protesting in front of justices' houses, hoping to get them to change their mind. You know, there's a law against that, that you're not allowed to go and protest in front of justices' houses and try to intimidate them and scare them into making a different decision. And you know what the Justice Department says? Yawn. And in fact, Jen Psaki and, uh, Mr., uh, and uh, Mr. Joe actually lauded them. Oh, there, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of... Oh, my goodness. And then a guy shows up with a gun and wants to kill Justice Gorsuch. And, oh, you know, we condemn that. But, you know, there's a lot of passion. There's, there's, there's no. And then if you're on the right and you decide to speak up, then you are somehow a dangerous insurrectionist that needs to be, uh, you need to be blocked away, canceled. If they had it their way, probably eliminated. Trust me, we are living in a banana republic when you can have a two-tier justice system like this. Nine members of the select committee appointed by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will introduce the panel's findings and question a pair of witnesses while presenting graphic footage of the riot to nationwide audience. Every cable network except Fox News, thank God, will broadcast the proceedings in an arrangement sought by the partisan probe to elevate the evening's drama to a shining light in a three-hour riot that happened more than 18 months ago. No one cares. I'm telling you, the ratings on this are going to be terrible. 
Absent from the panel asking questions will be any Republicans appointed by GOP Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy after Pelosi took this self-proclaimed unprecedented step of barring Reps Jim Banks and Jim Jordan from the probe. Instead, Pelosi handpicked the most vocal pair of never-Trump House members to serve in their place, Reverend, uh, Representative Adam Kinzinger, Illinois, and Liz Cheney, Wyoming, who serves as vice chair and was disowned by her own party. You know, Liz Cheney might win in Wyoming again because they have an open primary. They have an open primary in which Democrats can vote for who they want to be the Republic. Does that sound right to you? But it is. So Democrats will flock to vote for Liz Cheney. Then the news will say it's a snub at Donald Trump. The people don't The people support Cheney and not Trump. But in fact is she was disavowed from her own party. House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik told reporters on a press call Tuesday the prohibition on minority appointed members for the first time in congressional history renders the select committee illegitimate. Of course it is. Of course. You think they're going to ask questions like, where was Nancy? Of course they're not. This committee is not about seeking the truth. The committee established to probe the Capitol riot declares Pelosi's own culpability off limits in pursuit of prosecution against political dissidents. What they're trying to basically do is make it so that it's so distasteful that Donald Trump can't run again because they know they know there's no steal this time. They know that he will win. They know they can't stop him from winning. Listen, Joe's Joe's real ratings are probably in the 20 percent. And. They're hailing it to be 35, 38%, which is hard for them even to swallow, but probably more in the the low 20s. And that's probably the the one-fifth of the people who don't listen or are educated or don't work. So the committee is not about seeking truth. Former Donald Trump trade advisor Peter Navarro, that was who I was thinking of, was the first to be indicted by the Justice Department last week based on committee conduct. In other words, he told the select committee, you're a joke, I'm not coming. I have executive privilege. Just like... Hundreds of people have done to congressional subpoenas in the past, but they decided to tackle them at an airport and make it make it. Remember when uh, remember when they went and arrested. Uh, but I'm not good with names today. They went and arrested uh, the fella in Florida, the Trump Trump uh, compadre there. Arrested him in Florida and they tipped CNN off to it. Roger Stone and they tipped CNN off to it. So CNN would show up and see them all coming around with their guns and their helicopters. This is getting darn right dangerous. This is getting darn right dangerous. Did you know that? Did you know that over this uh, Supreme Court justice thing where they might, they might, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're probably going to overturn Roe versus Wade and send it back to the states, that there has been a barrage of crisis pregnancy centers and pro-life centers that have been firebombed and attacked with painting on, with paintings on the, on the brick that Jane sent us. Do you, that's terrorism activity. You know what they're doing? Oh, not a big deal. Pretend that they've been Trump supporters or supposed Trump supporters and they had attacked Oh, I don't know. Some sort of, some sort of uh, left wing. I mean, it would be, it would be. Oh, there would be FBI agents, CIA. There'd be people indicted. There'd be people thrown in prison. And yet they keep winking at this, just like they winked at the riots, the Antifa, and the Black Lives Matter riots for a year and a half. A year and a half, they winked at all the all the destruction. So there's questions that need to be asked before this select committee that will not be. Number one, why did Nancy Pelosi delay deploying the National Guard? Four days after the riot, former Capitol Police Chief and Son, who resigned this past in the aftermath, told the Washington Post his request for preemptive reinforcement for the National Guard ahead of January 6th was rejected by Pelosi. 
Sun said House Sergeant at Arms Paul Irving, overseen by Pelosi, thought the Guard's deployment was bad optics two days before the raid. Pelosi and House Democrats had previously condemned the presence of federal troops in the nation's capital to quell the violent mobs overrunning the city in the name of social justice. Well, answer that one, Nancy. Why did the sergeant at arms refuse to, to cooperate with the Senate? The Senate's 128 bipartisan report published in June. Lawmakers in the upper chamber outlined notable exceptions among those who cooperated with committees. Among them was Irving's office, which did not comply with the committee's information request. As Pelosi's chief security advisor in the House who engaged in discussions about the National Guard with the Speaker, what did Irving hide from senators that they now have no interest in uncovering? Why were the Capitol Police half-staffed that day? Capitol Police were made aware of the potential for mass arrests unfolding at their doorstep January 6th. They had been warned by the Department of Homeland Security, according to a report. Beyond internal intelligence assessments, however, the risk of turmoil capping off an election cycle with repeated outbreaks of widespread violence was enough to lead the parking attendants to restrict access. But guess what? They were staffed half on that day. Normal staffing for a joint session was less than half. Why? Number four, why were fewer few Capitol Police who were on duty so unprepared? Why were they unprepared for a an estimated... I mean, anytime there's a large gathering of people, violent or not, they are usually quite prepared. Fewer than 10 are trained as the USPC's full suite of less than lethal munitions. On January 6th, some of the hard protective equipment was defective or not staged in close proximity to officers. And don't say it's because they're not used to using it, because they had to many times. And number five, why were FBI and Performance president on January 6th. If so, how many and what did they do? And that's the big question. Why were there FBI national informants involved, intermingled with the protesters on January 6th? Were they there provoking? Were they there assisting? Were they there stoking? How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events on January 6th? Senator Cruz asked an executive assistant for the FBI's national security, Jill Sanborn. She repeatedly refused to answer the answer, even as evident mounts on the FBI's presence at the Capitol, including a confirming report in the New York Times. So don't expect anything from the select committee. Don't expect any real answers or real results. Just a charade and a charade and a parade to try to demonize they're political opponents. But I got to tell you something. In the shape this country's in, in the economic collapse it's in, in the downward spiral that it's in, in the social social uh, upheaval that it's in, nobody cares. What they care about is their family, their education, their safety, and their future. And January 6th will not scare select committee. Will not answer any questions. And we'll scare no one away. Until next time, this is Pastor Sean. May God richly bless you. We're the bad news. We're the young guns. We're the ones that they told you to run from. Yeah, the player's gonna play and the hater's gonna hate.